Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 39 of the Nonsense Podcast. In this episode, we have When the Sun Sets. Uh, joining us this week is uh, Zach, Noah, Tyler, and Harrison, also fondly known as Chops. And so these guys are the real deal. I actually uh, interviewed them a few weeks ago, and we ran into some technological difficulties, and the episode was just not up to par to what I wanted to have, and um, I didn't feel comfortable releasing it because I didn't want it to reflect badly on anybody. And, um, you know, we just had a lot of issues with, like, audio cutting out. It was a very strange time. This time, though, however, I was able to grab their ear again, and um, I think we had even a better conversation, to be honest. I think uh, we now met not just as strangers but as friends because uh, originally the first time I reached out, I was reaching out because we share the same management company, Word is Bond, and um, they are actually on our manager's record label as well, Lost Music Collective. And so um, they really caught my eye. They're an awesome sounding band, very unique sound. I think, um, you know, I was also super impressed for how young these guys are and the maturity level of the music that they're making is way beyond par of anybody I know their age. So um, just overall an impressive act. I can't say enough good stuff about these guys. So uh, with that all being said, they do have a lot of new work coming up, and they were actually kind enough to share it with me after this episode. Um, you know, we've been able to connect a little bit more since speaking, and holy shit, guys, <laughs> it's so good. Like, this single that is coming up for them, I can't uh, dive into the name, I can't dive into the release date or anything like that, but what I can tell you is that this song that's coming up next for them is an absolute banger it's probably going to be one of my favorite songs of 2021 not even lying so uh with that being said let's hop into the uh intro and then we'll get into the episode see you guys in two weeks Awesome guys. Well, Zach, Noah, Tyler, and my boy Chops. Chops. <laughs> Chops. How are you guys doing since we last talked? Like, how is anything changed? Like, how how's everybody been? Oh God! Since we last talked, we we shot a music video, um, and we got the finished product. We're kind of just gearing up for a 2021 release right now. Yeah, you guys pumped like uh, without you know. I guess telling me too much. What do you guys uh, have slated for 2021? I mean, 2021 for us is going to be a lot of content creation. Um, so I think from a consumer standpoint, it's going to be a lot of singles. Um, that being said, like between the singles, we're thinking about doing some some mini series and stuff like that. Just trying to dig deeper to you know, make people see who we are on the inside beyond just a band, you know? And, uh, yeah, we just released like our first mini doc and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I saw that. Um, so, you know, for anybody listening, give a little bit of background as to like what people can expect to see on that. Yeah, for sure. So it's called when the sunsets rewind and, uh, each episode is going to dig into a different band member. Um, and how they joined the band, how they started music, um, certain life experiences that they've had that have kind of altered what they want to do with their life, um, meaning like music for the long run. Um, and then I think at the end we're gonna we're gonna take all the footage and uh, put it into one long documentary. And uh, I think we're gonna do some probably some giveaways. But yeah, that's awesome, dude. And um... I know you guys, you work with Eric from, uh, you know, Word is Bond. We do too. So, yeah, he's been really good about, you know, suggesting stuff like that to us. And, um, yeah, he's he's got a lot of cool ideas. Was that, like, something that came out of that? Or is that just, you know, um, unprompted? I you guys think, heard? like, I think it probably stemmed from a conversation that Eric and I have had in the past just about, I mean, Eric is very big at, like, you know, you need to meet him halfway. He will push you guys 
mm-hmm. to everybody he knows. But if the band doesn't, if the band's not doing above and beyond, then he can't really do much. So it's like, yeah, just taking that advice from Eric, it kind of got us thinking like, you know, okay, we have a camera that we bought for the road now, like let's use it. And, you know, we can't see any of our fans and our friends. Let's like, let's make sure they know they're not alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, one, I got to say a shout out to my friends in planet Mercury um, they actually did something like that when, you know, touring was a thing. And that was, I think that was so cool. Just getting like an insight. Cause I had just met them and, um, you get to learn like a lot more just beyond, you know, musical talent. You get to learn a lot about, you know, people's personalities, what they like, what they're like, you know, just in general. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, share that out with you guys. I didn't get a chance to watch the, uh, episode yet, but that was something on my docket for that because um i i think that's like just growing up like watching videos like that like green day's bullet in a bible that yeah. whole kind of like mini doc so sick and i think every band should have at least something like that if they have the you know technological wherewithal to do it exactly sure, yeah. so beyond that let's talk like musically like what um you know what are you guys slated for what what are you most looking forward to for 2021 uh i mean hopefully playing shows i mean i think that's always on the top of the docket but um i think just releasing this music i can't wait to get back to the studio and start doing more stuff like that are there any songs you know just by title like is there a song in particular that you're most looking forward to releasing well i think right now as it stands like the record as a whole is not completely written. So I think like the one we're looking most forward to, I think personally for me is the single that we're about to release. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to give the name yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, we got, we're about to shoot some teaser videos out for it and everything. I think like this song personally to me is the best that we've done. I think from a recording standpoint, Mm-hmm. I think we kind of just went in there and we knew what we wanted. And I think it came out the best that we've had so far. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you guys go and record? Uh, our same spy. It's called Kiwi Audio. It's in uh, Batavia, Illinois. It's uh, it's an old barn that they renovated uh, oh, sure. put like three quarters of a million into it and turned it into a studio. And, you know, bands like, I don't know if you've heard of a like Wolf Road. Um, They're like a heavier pop punk band, but like, they record there. There's a ton of bands that they work with from there, but it's uh, it's kind of just where we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. That, that's so sick. So is it like you drive up and it's just like in the middle of nowhere by itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. exactly like it's one giant red barn, and you don't you don't even think there's a studio. It's not labeled. Mm. It's just a gravel driveway that you pull into, and it's like <laughs> the GPS took you like yeah, halfway GPS, down the yeah. road, and then just stopped. Yeah. And guess which one it was. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first time we ever went there. Everybody ended up at a different house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but now they think that. Yeah, yeah, they so. That reminds me when we were going to play a show in uh, Philadelphia, and the spot was called the G Spot, and. Um, <laughs> The funny thing was, it's actually kind of hard to find because it's a DIY (laughs) venue in a house. (laughs) And so our friends ended up going on the complete opposite side of Philadelphia to a barber shop called the G-Spot. And we ended up uh, at a billboard. Like there was like just a billboard on the side of the road. And that was the exact location where it was like it said it was. So we went to three different G-Spots that night. That's crazy. (laughs) Hell yeah, but, man. That's yeah. pop punk, bro. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Talk about, like, the GPS, really, just, like, misleading you. So, all right. Visualize this for, like, anybody listening. So, like, when you walk in, what does it look like? What are kind of, like, the vibes in it? Is it actually, like, still, like, a barn inside? No. Or is it? No. Oh, man. All right. So, you, you walk up to the front door. You're greeted by a ring doorbell, which uh, usually our, yeah. engineer, our engineer likes to screw with us. Yeah. talk to us through it but anyways you walk in it's a to your left is like a full kitchen um to the right is a living area uh it's got a dining space and a couch front. and stuff yeah so back 
I recorded a solo album a long time ago there, and they used to let people stay there, so the kitchen was there for we used to, the band. Yeah, we stayed the night, like two nights in a row when we recorded that. Yeah, some um, bands um, screwed that up for us, so now it's just kind of a, a place for older bands, like they'll get whiskey and drink around you know, the table or whatever, and then go back into the studio. But it's like it's divided off, so you open the door, then now you're in this giant live room, you know, you got a live room to your mm. left and, and the control room to your right. And it's like, this is not a bar and there's no way. It's crazy. It's yeah. kind of wild. That's yeah, pretty not what you expect from no. the outside. No. And so how'd you find this place? Um, well, I was actually, I started doing acoustic music a long time ago in like 2016. Um, and I was just looking uh, for studios in my area that was one of them that I was looking at. So I got to talking with the owner and everything and we recorded a record there um, just solo. And it ended up once I was letting him know kind of this, when the sunsets is shaping up and everything like that, he shot me to the other engineer that use um, that he uses in his place to like uh, use for full bands and everything. And from there, it just like, I don't know. We, we haven't, we haven't left since it's yeah. been crazy. It's mm. awesome. That's great. Yeah. I feel like once you find, you know, the right guy, it's, it's worth the travel. It's worth, you know, doing that whole song and dance just to get there and, you know, That's staying awesome. over yeah. like whatever you got to do. Cause at the end of the day, like nobody's going to care about, you know, as much about your music as you are, unless you find somebody who else who does. Yeah. The right guy behind the board. Yeah. I mean, mm. this, and it's like every time he he mixes and and does stuff for us, like like you could, you could tell like the little things that he changes every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like he keeps progressing and improving like every mix, pretty much. Yeah. Um, just the way he grows and we grow with it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think the the nicest thing is that he has a background in pop punk. He's he's been in pop punk bands and he's it's always had like a special place in his heart. So working with like, we were one of the first pop punk bands that he started working with. It was like, whoa, like, he's like, man, I missed this shit. And then (laughs) we send a lot of our friends over there. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Trophy Wives. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They ended up becoming Makeout. But um, the guy we go to, Chris, used to play guitar and did backing vocals in Trophy Wives. And so like, you know, kind of easy core pop punk and um he knows exactly like what to do to make it sound like good but not you know kind of the uh run-of-the-mill sort of like pop punk sound but like we get a nice uh you know bright full bass on it like layered guitars yeah um i mean he'll spend hours on guitars just making sure like everything's good you know everything's set up like we got some great photos of uh the studio last time with like our um our uh rhythm guitarist holding basically like the uh the nut to make sure there's no like vibration on other strings uh-huh. and then our guitarist is like doing his solo and um you know he, he just like cares so much about it but he knows also without us being like being able to really articulate what we want he knows like how to make it sound good yeah i mean there's always those little it's nice to find an engineer that does those janky little things in the studio like i remember our first record we had a mic facing it was upside down facing the wall and like it he showed us like what the mic actually brought to the table and it was just insane like it it brought such depth and it's like you would never think of that for a drum microphone you know upside down turned Mm -hmm. against a wall or something it's just catching echo you know yeah dude it's the little things like we i i think on one of our tracks we have like a a synth somewhere in the background but it's just so low like you wouldn't know it was there unless like you tried to look for it exactly Um, yeah so just like the little thing i love learning about that i'm such a nerd about it because you know this was my first year like getting i got a focus right i got you know logic pro and i'm like we're gonna sit down learn about this but it's really hard unless you're like with somebody who knows how to do that or if you watch endless youtube videos i I did the same thing. Like I was like, man, stimulus checks, let's go. So I built a studio. Yeah. And like <laughs> I got my focus right. I got my pro tools. I got but like I had nobody that, you know, knew how to do it. So it was like it is so ridiculous. Dude, so what would you say I get to learn the most about this year for recording? 
What have I learned I, most? Yeah, I guess that's a question for the room, too. Yeah. Pro Tools is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like, oh my God, just to even get it on my, ah, oh, it is a pain in the ass. All right, all right, all right. You, you basically have a Chromebook for a computer. Though, yeah, so it worked, though. You can't run on a Chromebook, Maybe when asshole. I smashed the laptop against the table, I was like, dude, why is this not, I needed like these three downloaded pegs for Windows and then. All, I was, oh my God. It was, He's it was not incredible. our technical guy. I don't, no, yeah. I think for me, like I am finally nailing down um, at least just demoing in Pro Tools. And I'm kind of like, right now we have all of our amps set up digitally in Pro Tools. So we don't have to lug That's shit so over. Sad. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, we have whatever rigs we want are at like our fingertips. So like, I think, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is just like, instead of trying to lug all your shit, you know, use the program like it's supposed to be used. You know, it might cost you a hundred bucks to get it set up or whatever, but it's like, I mean, a hundred bucks versus lugging your, your, yeah. your half stack, you know? Uh-huh. I was thinking about that. Cause there's like, um, through, I think it was neural DSP. They have a, uh, a dark glass, like, um, pedal plug-in mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you get that, you know, you, I mean, you could get the actual pedal, which is like a thousand bucks or cause it's almost like a preamp. Cause you have, but, yeah. yeah, I got the dark glass. You could, yeah. It's like, you could do that or you could get like the plug-in too, which, you know, doesn't have quite as much functionality as the actual pedal, but it's like very damn close and it sounded good. So I was like, that's something to keep in mind. Cause you know, you could very like if you're just going to be using it for home recording, you could slim down. Yeah, we're doing super amplitude. I don't know if you've heard of amplitude. No, I don't think so. Like, yeah, educate me yeah, on that. ACDC uses it and slash. Wow. And, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like seventy five bucks to set up, and then if I want to buy an OCD pedal, I bought an OCD pedal for ten dollars or whatever. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? You know, like I have the actual one though, and it's ten times that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's like I had the actual one, and then it ended up like we had our engineer. I bought a a custom made pedal that he made himself. It oh wow! Based off of an OCD, but it had a couple little brighter aspects to it. It's called the yeah o- <laughs> OCD. It's called what the thick bitch. <laughs> Yeah, it's laser and everything yeah, right on the pedal board. It's great. <laughs> What's the name of his uh, pedal company? Uh, I didn't have to sign it. Yeah. He doesn't have a pedal company. He just fucking, he just does it for fun. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that takes a lot of like, you know, Between technical knowledge. Like, the kind of shit that they do. They'll take microphones apart and they'll do all kinds of soldering. It's like, what? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Soldering makes me nervous, dude. I had to do that. Um, I've had to do it twice on my bass now because it's like a 40-year-old bass. And every time I take the pick guard off and try to, like, adjust something, it <laughs> un- unhooks the wires. Oh, so, no. um, first time we did it, and my fr- one of my friends, uh, you know, he's, like, kind of like a professional handyman. So he did it. It was nice and clean and all that. Second time it happened, literally the wire broke in half. It didn't, like, detach from, oh. you know, the uh, the input. It just broke in half. So I was like fuck me so i had to get a soldering gun and i got it it like worked but uh what happened was some of the solder went under the wire and it's like on the wood below there's like a little bump it doesn't do anything but i was just like i could see this being a problem later yep. on but the wire looks tight it's good <laughs> so I'm, I'm a welder and soldering scares the shit out of me just because it's like if you screw one little thing up like Kiss your base goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so- soldering's for people who have hands like surgeons. Yep. Like it is not I for me. That's why I play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I could I could take this to a shop and have them charge me like a hundred dollars out the ass to fix one wire, or uh, you know, just fucking <laughs> do it myself for twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, dude. Guys, all set with audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, well, something popped up on the old computer. You know, uh, yeah. You, you got to stop going to the. Yeah, you got to <laughs> stop going to those. Oh, you said incognito, <laughs> and I was like, shit, I haven't been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I'm gonna get a virus or something on here, like COVID. <laughs> yeah, my friends always rip on me, and, it, and I'm like, dude, like I work in marketing, I know how this goes, and it's like, I like 
I'm looking up, you know, musical instruments is that's like fine. Those are the ads I'm gonna get, but it's just like it's annoying. Yep. <laughs> like I know how to prevent it. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, so I'm like, yeah. Show me what I want. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to keep buying shit. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, I'm gonna start looking up like 401k and some shit. So <laughs> now I'm like, yes. I love this. Let, let's see what mutual funds I can invest yeah. in now with all Rock. this money laid around. Stocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I I actually had an idea, and this was like a few minutes before I got on because I was like, I want to ask something unique. I feel like I've been doing the same sort of questions on a lot of interviews. So I want each of you to tell me why – one, you got into music, and two, why you joined this band. Oh, shit. He just took our mini doc away, guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, All right, no, you go first. We'll go down the line. Yep. Uh, can you restate the question? <laughs> what is this court? Yes, sir. <laughs> I said, uh, what is your social security number and address? Uh, and, um, <laughs> like, how'd you get into music, and why'd you join? Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. I got into music. Uh, I wasn't really a sports person when I was growing up, and... Uh, I kind of needed that other balance in my life. So I picked up a ukulele because uh, it was the cheapest thing I could find. It's like a $20 one. Um, and I was playing that and it just wasn't doing it for me. So I asked my dad for like a um, acoustic guitar for like 90 bucks. And ever after that, I've been playing for seven years now. Um, I was in a band for two years. Uh, missed up four. There were some high school friends. And uh, I actually played a show with When the Sun Sets and I was asked to join. And that's it was been... A little over a year now. Yeah. So yeah, I've been. Awesome. So it's been it's been a, a grand time with all of them. He's like, oh, so you bastards are stealing from other bands, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I see how this is. Only a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him an option, okay? Yeah. We didn't steal him. <laughs> yeah. We stole. I was actually balancing oh, I, two yeah. bands for about. Yeah, he was. Uh, four he was months. doing both bands. Yeah. So like they they would open for us, and you yeah. play. Yeah, the then he would do show, double sets, yeah. and then you would hop on with us, and then and play the show with us after. It was incredible. I think it was fun. You did a set. You did two sets the night I did three sets mm -hmm. at Rock House. Yep. I think yeah. yep. <laughs> that was ridiculous, man. Why did you do three sets? Uh, I I played with Adam. I played with. I don't remember. You played with us up too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. I played with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Ty. You're. Damn. Um, I got into music. It's probably like. 10, 11 years ago, um, my dad was a drummer, and he always had a drum set in the basement. He doesn't drum anymore now. Um, but, I mean, little by little, I would start playing a little bit and, and trying to get a little better. And uh, one day, I just picked it up, and every day after that, just kept playing it. Um, but as far as how I got into music, uh, Zach and I knew each other Um for a long time since like what fourth or third grade or something yeah. like that uh and i found out we went on like a uh like a mission trip um and we stayed in the same cabin and stuff and i found out he was doing uh like acoustic stuff and he was looking for like someone to do percussion and uh i was like you know fuck it like all right i'll uh I'll, I'll try that. And uh, I got a cajon and uh, that's how I started playing like acoustic stuff with him. And then that's kind of how it progressed into the band pretty much. I mean, um, it went yeah, from acoustic of, and what? Yeah. Cause you were one of the people that started it. So it was like, mm -hmm. kind of just went right from there. Yep. It's like a nice transition. It's like, ah, oh, fuck the acoustic that's stuff. Fuck the acoustic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> this is cool. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I started, music when i was like three or four years old um my dad would just be like downstairs on the treadmill or something and i would uh i had like a first act drum kit and i remember like he looked at me one day i started playing like along with one of the songs he was listening to like some ozzy or some shit and um he just looked at me he was like oh you want to play and i was like yeah of course like <laughs> are you yeah. are you shitting me and you're asking a little kid if he wants to hit something yeah. that's loud are you serious right now annoy the shit out of everybody around him of course yeah. like so yeah i ended up like right from there i ended up getting uh drum lessons um at a place that like mike portnoy from dream theater um was associated wow. with for a while and i got to meet him and stuff like that but after that i just kind of dropped the drums after like six years 
just moved on to guitar and then um then singing it kind of all just progressed little by little and then the acoustic stuff kind of flowed right into this it was like tyler and i wrote a song by accident that was like harder than acoustic and we're like oh all right well i guess let's do it i mean yeah what about you chops uh yeah chops i got chops spit it out what he was like well i took a break from growing my facial hair and i said i should probably find another hobby no shave ever no shave ever all right here go on but no so i got in music i was maybe 10 or something like that and i had a walkman and i would just walk around listening to cassette tapes because why not and i i ended up making my own mixtapes and stuff like that and then i didn't start playing like guitars any instruments until the summer going into freshman year of high school because my parents got divorced and the day after my dad left my one of my best friend's houses blew up and Whoa. yeah this story took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah, I heard you talking about getting into music and your house is blowing up and, and not all your these... house. It wasn't his. No, right, my right. friend's house blew up. Okay, go on. And um, he's actually the one that taught me how to play like my first guitar riff that I ever played. And then I went home and took my sister's guitar and I was like, "I'm playing this now. It's mine." Yeah. <laughs> and when I found the That's... band, yeah. I met these two through my cousin. And um, I was in a band before, and two years after being in that band, Zach calls me, <laughs> and he was like, you want to go on tour with us? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was Pretty still easy. in, what, you joined the band sophomore year? Junior year? Junior year. The beginning and, of junior year. I mean, like, I, he had to leave school, I think, mm-hmm. to come on tour, so... He had all these yeah. people questioning him because he had all his shit just rolling down the school hallway. Like, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, we went on tour. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Harrison, will you please come to the main office? <laughs> Where the fuck are you going, Chops? No, no, That's crazy, man. That reminds me of, um, you guys know In Her Own yeah, Words? Yeah, yeah. We talked to Joey Fleming earlier in the year and he was saying like, I think it was legit maybe a week after he graduated high school, he went on tour with them in like California. The kids from like Rochester, yeah. New York, and he just, he flew out there and like would do kind of like part time out there and then come back home when they weren't on That's tour. That's insane. Man. Yeah. Joey's like, so talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just starting right out of like high school. That's that's pretty sick. Yeah, he's a he's a great singer too. He's got a lot going. Yeah, yep. It was funny enough. It's I've learned, I think, over the past probably like two months just how connected everyone is. And like it goes beyond just like knowing somebody in the band. Like we talked to him and then like uh what was it, about a month or less, you know, ago we had a local friend take some photos for us for press. And turns out she ended up being in the music video because she knows him. And we're like, what the hell? Like, she didn't mention anything about like until you're in this scene, like you don't realize like everybody is connected. Like, and it's so hard, like when you're a new band, like getting into it to get all those connections because you're like, holy, like it's so much to keep up with, you know? Mm hmm. And that's exactly what I think. Uh, I think you hit it right on the head is like what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Just kind of like make these connections that, you know, I wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. Like I met you guys and, uh, you know, luckily we have the same sort of management company. But beyond that, like, I don't know if our paths would have crossed, you know, in the next like year exactly. or two because you guys, you know, you're out in Chicago. So like now I know that like if I'm going to the Midwest, I now know people from you know, uh, like Cincinnati and Youngstown, Ohio, and now, uh, you know, exactly. Chicago yeah, as well. All these places so to like, stay, too. You know, you got people to put food on the table. It's, it's nice, man. It's like all these bands, like, are offering up their homes, like, wholeheartedly. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. so nice because they've all been in the same position. Like, damn, I'm hungry, you know? Yeah. Like, man, I want to sleep somewhere <laughs> yeah. not on, on the floor of a van, you know? 
So it's, I don't know. It's really like, it's really cool to see how tight knit the scene is too. Like how, how caring people are within it. Yeah. It was funny too. Cause like when I, uh, first kind of started in this band, I was living in, uh, Jersey city, New Jersey, just outside of like New York. So I was saying, I was like, <laughs> literally I was meeting people and they're like, yeah, we're, you know, going to go play shows and like, you know, Northeast and tri-state area and stuff. I was like, guys, if you ever need a place to stay, like I met them like three seconds ago and I'm like, if you ever need a place yeah. to stay, you, I got my apartment, you guys could stay. And they're like, all right, thanks. Whoever the hell. Cause we've offered, we've offered some bands like, Oh dude, dude you guys stay with us. And they're like, ah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm just like way too, I'm way too quick to like get comfortable and just like make friends. And I'm just like, yeah, come, come stay over. Like, I, I got you guys. It's the newer wave though. Like, we're all just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's all be buddies. You know, like, yeah, like I get it. Like, you know, this is <laughs> touring's tough. Driving eight hours is tough. Like all that shit. Like, last thing you want to do is then have to spend money on like a shitty motel mm -hmm. somewhere with yeah. bed bugs. I like, think that's, that's where fun. like it's changed though. Like the scene wise is like. Back in the day, like people were not so quick to offer up, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why these DIY tours were like so gr like grimy, you know, because people weren't as nice. I think our new wave of bands is like everybody's a little bit more open to being there for each other. Yeah, and I think kind of like, <laughs> you know, from a little bit of a darker like perspective, I think it's because it's not, you know, as commercially big as it uh -huh. used to be. So it's like... The bands that make it, they make it still, you know, but it's like we all know how much you have to grind now to get like up to that mm -hmm. point. You know, it's not not done in, you know, a few stops on a tour. Yeah. So it's like I think everybody's really realized that it's no longer a competition. And yeah, it's, it's more, more so like, let's like do this together. Yeah. Mm hmm. So I guess with that, um, you know, are there any bands that have been like super chill to you guys? I know we got the chance to talk to it a little last time but um you know obviously that, that recording didn't go as, as we wanted to so yeah just like let me know like you know some of your best tour experiences that you've had or even just shows in general all right favorite shows boys Wilma was one was a really cool they were all really cool guys yeah. uh, i've heard a lot of great things yeah about well, that them, was yeah. With, when we when we played with them that was with every avenue no um, well, oh yeah we played with them on two occasions um the sleep on it show Oh well. yeah, yeah. Sleep on it. Yeah, they were they were cool too. Um, but who around here? I mean, Cleveland Avenue. Cleveland, yeah, they're uh, cool. they're super cool. Uh, four stars. We yeah. we played a house show with them. Mm -hmm. Um, there's I mean there's a couple favorite bands. show though. Favorite show. So we got to stay on track here, ladies. Uh, favorite <laughs> show. Favorite tour. I think my favorite, yeah. my favorite show is probably our house party we did with the uh, EP release. We did it at my house, and we just packed my basement in our little rehearsal and place. That was with four stars. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was with four stars, and uh, so we had like a webcam going to people who want to be downstairs can watch it on the TV, and it was just rowdy. And it was fun. Yeah, we're trying to find video from it. We threw a yeah. mosh pit in this little basement. I was hanging <laughs> upside down from the rafter. It was oh my god. It was fun. That's awesome. Dude, I I love the idea of having like the camera for like the upstairs. Mm -hmm. I saw that at a venue, and that was like the coolest yeah, thing I've ever seen. And like everybody's like, people do right. it. Well, yeah, because yeah. all the kids were downstairs, but all of the parents of our friends and stuff are like big fans mm -hmm. of us too, which is like, yeah. I, I never thought that would happen. So they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're not trying to get like bumped into and stuff by a bunch of kids down there. Like we support your music, so. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool to yeah. have, like, all the parents and the people that didn't want to get super rowdy, like, upstairs, yeah. and they could still experience it how they wanted to. That's cool. Like, what was the vibe like there? Because I know a lot of, obviously, like, house shows, you know, people are drinking and kind of, oh you know, doing yeah. their okay. thing with uh, recreation. It was a very, very loose term in this one. Like, yeah. house show, <laughs> the house that we threw it at was Noah's house. Uh, it's our practice spot. It's kind of mm -hmm. where we already have everything set up um beforehand we were already like listen like this is going to be a clean this is going to be a clean thing nobody's going to be there's going to be no weed there's going to be no drinks mm -hmm. there's, nobody's going to be doing anything like that we're here to enjoy the music and the company so i yeah. mean we were very careful then with 
you know, like we didn't just invite everybody. Like we had a hundred slots that we had to fill or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, we selected those hundred people to make sure it wouldn't get that way. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably the most fun that I've ever had. I mm-hmm. think like in a show, because it's like when you're playing it in a spot, you're already comfortable in, you're already at home, you know? And it's like when you pack 75 kids <laughs> right in front of you in a little basement, it's like, oh, my god, That's awesome. Yeah. You didn't have to load in or load right. out. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was a yeah. Load in or load out. It was literally just – That's possible yeah, in basement. cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was like walking down these steps one time, and I'm like, uh, if anybody is coming up the stairs right now, I'm gonna run them over because I yeah. can't see where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like that's Penny Road Pub every yeah. time you play. Yeah, going down that big stairs. Yeah. I think like my favorite tour would be Alone I Walk. Um, it was. I mean, we were just on a little leg. It was like three, four days. Um, but we would just meet up with them every night in the Walmart parking lot, like. They'd be like, which Walmart are you going to? And we'll be like, oh, we're thinking of going to this one. They're like, all right, hell yeah, bros. We'll see you there in a few hours. And then, like, we'd meet up. Yeah. We're going to the next Yeah, Walmart. exactly. We just, like, <laughs> we were like, make sure it's 24 hours. I don't want to get towed, you know? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd get there. They'd go in and then freak out uh, about, like, how cheap the beer is. And... <laughs> are, are they, yeah, they're they Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, man! I this is insane. I can get anything here. I think they just yeah. bought like three cases of Trulies, and they were like, "Let's do it." I love these, yeah. dude. This is crazy. It's like, man, we should have got them in a white yeah. claw. <laughs> dude, speaking of Walmart parking lots, uh, my local one here, shout out uh, Kingston, New York. Um, there was a boat parked there for like five months <laughs> like just in the parking lot <laughs> it wasn't for sale it wasn't like anything i was like what the fuck is this like doing? manager he's like ah oh, screw it yeah yeah <laughs> the dude's just like living in walmart and he's like sorry guys like oh, i we, just we, don't we, have any room like, we're gonna only have to... walmart he just lived in his jeep it was he was and he worked there too oh that, that was the yeah. guy uh who the one who would catch people stealing right no, no. Mm. The, in- the enforcer. Oh, like your enforcer's homeless. <laughs> yeah. in the Jeep outside the Walmart. Does life. he take his That's job? That's his really whole se- life. Yeah, maybe, maybe he takes his job. Yeah, he just never wants to leave. Make sure it's all you know. Oh, hey, care of. Yeah. yeah. He's not homeless. He's just yep. married yeah. to the game. <laughs> oh my god! I Crazy work ethic. That says that. <laughs> <laughs> So have you guys ever like, uh, you know, pulled up to a venue that, you know, maybe didn't look like a venue or is like super unassuming and you're like, what the uh, hell are you doing here? Do you remember that? Evolution music? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry, you weren't even there, were you? That was when hey, we, we called him. him. That was when we oh, called him. Oh, I called him outside the house. Yeah. 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 Okay. And actually, yeah, Wilmot was there too. Or no, they weren't. Who was? No, it was. It was. Uh, it was like the one band with the he had blonde hair, Sun Sundance, what was it? Sun something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sun something. Something. But it was like it was literally like oh, a, a oh, music sundressed. show. Yeah, that sundressed. Was, yeah, that was with yeah, Sundressed yeah. with Trevor. Okay, I remember that. And mm-hmm. Safe Bet. Yeah. Safe bet, yeah. yeah. Uh, but oh my god. Yeah. yeah expl- it was like I mean, a, explain it was the like, place. It was like a music store. You walk in, you know, there's guitars and used drum stuff all over the wall, and then yeah, you keep walking back a little bit. And then all of a sudden, there's just this big ass stage, just like in the in the well, back. And don't music. you remember there was like a taekwondo class or something? Yeah, they were going doing like we kung fu when we walked in. So they like rented, like, yeah. they rented the room out to some like kung fu place, like before the show to make to make yeah. extra money or I don't know why it was, man. It was, interesting. I think the one that sticks out to me and Harry, I don't think you were here either, but it was uh, the warehouse in La Crosse, Wisconsin. You just like pull up and it's just this double doors and it just says warehouse. And then oh, you yeah. open the doors and they're like, we counted them. There was like 80 steps and it was like the oh. steepest staircase you've ever seen. I'm like, what kind of fucking venue is this? Oh right? my God. And we walk up like all these steps with like nine road cases 
and oh my it god was, it was and then yeah. it looks just like you walk into all these rooms one of them's got an old nintendo with a box tv mm-hmm. one's got a pool table and then you walk into the room and there's a stage and i'm like what the f- oh yeah man the posters all over the walls of all the bands that have been there a like, bunch of bands played there yeah, i guess they all uh they all pull, yeah but it didn't look like off. a venue i mean like we the stairs were ridiculous man. Yeah. dude and we parked like three blocks away <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that we had to like <laughs> oh, oh my god this is like the hottest day of the year walking through the streets <laughs> with big cases yep. yeah oh my god we, look, we have to lug them up it looked insane <laughs> It's awesome. That's crazy. Putting music venues anywhere. Damn Damn cage. That, um, your mention of the posters reminded me. It's like, I think I've, I think one of the biggest things that I can appreciate is going to a venue and seeing like, yeah, like old posters or even the original posters. I think those are really sick of the venue you're playing in but the other one that i really like the most is when you go and it's just like posters of like bands and it's not yeah, even yeah. like the venue yeah. or the state it's just like yeah it's we cool. uh may have had like, that's great here. dude like so does all of america yeah. like, <laughs> we, might, we might have had them here yeah. you don't know that yeah yeah I'm like, there's no fucking way yeah, Bruce Springsteen played this I think DIY. The coolest for stage that we ever played that we actually got a cool piece of history on. It was the last stage that Elvis Presley ever played on. Oh yeah, and it was, it was. Uh, was it, well, the stage now sits oh, in um, Irving Irving, Irving, Theater Irving Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana. But uh, the stage was used for the county fair, and so like Elvis played there, and he died like a few days later. And the owner got his hands on the stage and and kept it and there's pieces entire, of it. Yep. Yeah, built the entire venue around. Yeah. Rebuilt the oh. stage. Yep. That place is awesome. Yeah. It's a really cool venue. I think that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. What what would you say? I guess is like the uh, kind of you know biggest like most historical venue oh, that you guys have played. Uh, Arcata, like, bro. Bro. Holy I shit! Mean, so all right, go ahead. I mean the Arcada. We. I mean that was just for like a. Like he, a, all right, so explain. He doesn't know what the Arcada is. It was it's, so it's like it's just like kind of big theater around here. It's called the Arcada Theater, um, and all these huge bands um, have played, and they have all these signed guitars on the walls and all these these posters and stuff. But uh, granted, we we played. It was like a, a talent show, right? It was like a battle. It was of like bands. a battle of the bands there, and so we had mm. to play like upstairs on like a mini stage just to be able, if we like won that, then we got to play the main stage. Um, but it was, I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, all, I mean, the, like, all the stuff that they had just out. Just like walking around that place. Yep. It was like, wow. It's like yep. high end stuff. Yeah. A lot of like, yeah. I mean, I think the, for me, I think like the coolest would be the Irving theater for me. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. just the way they have it laid out is it's a very long room. It's narrow, but it's a very long room. It's probably like over a football field long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a church. It, yeah. No, I don't think it was a church. No, it looks very, but they like, use uh, they use church pews. Yeah. Um, as the seats in there. Wow. So I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was a church, <laughs> but I thought it was always a theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably like the coolest venue to me, like historically that we've played. Oh, yeah, just sure. because it's like. Just the Elvis factor, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my grandpa was a huge Elvis yeah. fan, so it's like, I've always been drilled with Elvis, and it's like, whoa, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, that's a really cool piece of history. Like, we have, that sounds almost exactly like something we have. It's not quite as, uh, I guess, you know, it doesn't have quite the crowd like that that came through, but um, it's a place called The Chance in Poughkeepsie, and I'm I'm hoping to see it open because that's kind of like our hometown venue, even though it's about 30 minutes away. But that's like where you kind of, you know, yeah. cut your teeth when you were younger in a band around here. And um, a lot of big names have like come through. Uh, but yeah, it has the, you know, has the upstairs, which is called the loft. And like bands like the story so far have been through there. And um, a local band that's kind of made it big with the punches, mm-hmm. with the punches, yeah, um, uh, you know, they kind of rule that might- spot. But uh, yeah, they have a downstairs oh, yeah. too, and um, so I guess back in the day, it was the first um, 
U.S. venue that the place oh, played. Wow. So like that was pretty cool. And I guess, uh, you know, like it back in the eighties metal, like hair day, like that like was the spot and... in our area, but yeah. Um, I, I forgot who there was like another big name too. like Alice Cooper would come through, uh, twisted Dude, sister and like, all that. Uh, like, a place that we think... played called the Crowfoot in Detroit, Michigan. So oh, nice. like that, like we played a festival there, but uh, right after in the upstairs room, like sleep on it's and like Pacific's tour was coming through there within her own words and everybody like that. And it was, like, and then boys Holy of fall shit. was supposed to headline main stage uh, on the night that we played too. So it's like, they have like four different stages in that place huh. and it's insane. Yeah. Bro. It's like, I, I always wonder like how, mm-hmm. how do you manage the, you know, sound output there? Like, is there any bleed well, through the way like, that they ran yeah. all the sets? I mean, there was so many bands on the fest that we played. Like there was over a hundred, I think. So they had like four stages going the bleed through, like the main stage would never bleed through because the sets were always staggered with, um, with like the Pike room, I think it's called mm-hmm. it's like the second biggest, mm-hmm. but like we played the second biggest and we definitely got bleed through from like the downstairs and yeah, yeah i mean it was still like it was it was a ton of fun but yeah it's it's like from a managing standpoint that seems like insane to schedule all that you know <laughs> it's a nightmare yeah we'd always get that but then like you realize you know it's like we i think I, we started playing shows there when i was like 16 or something like that but like you get there like the sound guy is just not fucking paying attention to you at all so i'm like i'm not worried about this like going yeah too well it doesn't need to like be that good <laughs> just kind of you know play our show and, and get off stage with you do you guys there. have certain sound guys that you like working with you know like it like at oh. i know at our little divey you know cut your teeth venue as a small band they had quite a few mm-hmm. mixing engineers but it was just like you gotta pray to god that this mixing engineer is on this or whatever you know say, like, we yeah. used to get like like first day sound engineers yeah like oh mixed, my and god it was so you remember oh, the, the kid he was pretty good though he was, okay, he was yeah. good but like no some of uh, there was some oh. horror stories in the past though they'd be like oh yeah it's my first night actually like they just hired me can you turn it up in my ears like turn it up in my ears they like, turn up yeah that, they yeah, turn up the actual up the wedge yep. or like something oh. like why are the backing tracks so loud <laughs> Yeah, you think it's like, you know, from like when you guys practice, you're like, all right, we we check levels and everything's good. And they're like, all right, like how hard could it be? But it's like, I would be, I'd feel so pressed if I was like, all right, shit, like the band's got to be on three seconds. And we we offered help and they turn it down. It's like, dude, know how to use an X32, blah, blah, blah. We have one. We like know. trust me, it'll <laughs> sound fine. And they're just like, no, I got it. I'm like, wait, you don't got it. Yeah. Oh. You know, it was really funny. And like, you know, I've never been in a band that, you know, kind of got to the point where we're like we headlined, but I did book a show and it was kind of like, you know, just having us as the headliner was, you know, it was like co-headlining essentially with a band. And um, so obviously like all the openers play, blah, blah, blah. It was very, very small show. And um so then, like, the sound guy actually, like, starts talking to us, and he seemed very standoffish. Like, this was New York City, and see, he just seemed like, all right, it's another run-of-the-mill matinee show. Like, who the fuck cares? There's, like, 10 people here. But, like, he was just, like, super, like, into, like, making sure we sounded good. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I've never been treated this way, where he's like, all right, how do you guys want to, like, sound is it good through the monitors and i'm like dude totally different attitude yep. from when you first yep. walked in. yeah we have a guy uh you remember joseph from the wire yeah yeah we have this one guy he's like he's like i don't care um if i have just sm58s i'm gonna make you guys sound phenomenal <laughs> i'll mic this whole stage with sm58s yep and he's been the most phenomenal sound guy i've ever had like yeah, that's awesome my uh, all right. I'll give you guys one last uh, one last you know little anecdote about uh, sound guys. But when my band was like you know we were fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, something like that, we were playing the main stage at that venue I was talking about. So I was like, oh, this is so sick. So we're getting all set up, and um, 
the guy who's setting us up is just like smoking a cigarette inside. You could tell he's been there for like 20 years. Just, I, I kind of learned, I was like, Hey man, how's everything going? He's like, uh, and I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of that relationship where I don't talk to you and everything will go fine. Yeah, exactly. and it <laughs> yeah you do have some of those guys, <laughs> but, he, but he was like, cool. If you didn't talk to him. So I was like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, He's like, I'm yeah. just going to drink my alcohol. I'm going to make you sound good. Yep. Smoke my cigarette. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I was like, this guy sleeps in the sound booth. There's no 100%. way. <laughs> He's got a duffel bag tucked under the booth. Yeah. All right. So boys, uh, I, w- I want to leave you with a few last questions before we close out everything for the interview. So yeah. um, we did have the opportunity to do this last time. So I'm going to have you guys try to, you know, get your memories going again, but um first of all just shout out some bands that you guys like and uh you know bands that you think everybody should know about you know no matter how small or how local um i feel like that's just a good way for people to discover new music and then uh finally i know you guys aren't all 21 but um you know if you have a beer of the week let me know (laughs) oh i got i got one Uh, like hey you know, let's just say you guys are in uh, Canada and the oh, drinking age is 18. You know, yeah. what would you have? <laughs> all right, guys. So let's. All right. So pretend really just. Oh, we're starting with the bands. Oh, yeah. Start with the bands. Oh, yeah. Uh, I cannot be Canadian when I shout out a band. Here, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> line last time. I saw uh, I'll just I'll throw Wilmot uh, in there. Just toss it up. All right. Talk mm-hmm. about Wilmot. What's all right. uh, um, where are they from? You know? I, I actually are shouting a band from. out. They're from uh, Sleepy Hollow. I I'm not, I don't need uh, to do like a background check, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like let me check in on yeah no um, them a couple times. Name ten of their songs. Yeah yeah. What's that? Name ten of their songs. Oh like... yeah. Let me uh yeah no. <laughs> their <laughs> album or I think it was like an EP. An album yeah. uh was phenomenal and I even when we met them the one time they were just such chill people um. So yeah, and they. I mean, we've been talking to them for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. So they're they're incredible. Uh, I'd definitely say. I mean, it's almost in the same league with Belmont, uh, mm-hmm. Chicago. They are just some of the craziest. The music is just like the drumming is some of the best I've ever heard on a pop punk album. Like, um, and I, I think the drummer actually writes most of the things. Uh, I think his name's Brian. Mm-hmm. He is just talented and. I definitely think they deserve more spotlight than they get. Yeah, they are very technical. Like it's like math pop punk. Yeah. It's just yep. a, you know weird time signatures. Yeah. Yeah, and it's insane because the guitars flow so well with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think for me, I'm gonna go on a much smaller scale. I think I did this last time too, but uh, um, there's a band from the UK uh, called Home Truths. Uh, it's a band that we've been batting for since the beginning. Um, if you go back and kind of listen to like, they have a song called this summer. It's got this really like, it's a beefy pop punk feel like, like an action adventure or, Oh God, like what is like a a day to remember? It's just really fat sounding. And like they have this commercial feel, but it's not like, I don't know. It's, they put their own like spin on it. It's really nice. Um, they're super small, but they just got signed on to Lost Music Collective with us. Um, nice. So, like, yeah, I mean, check them out. I know they have a lot of really cool stuff coming, but, yeah, the vocals are absolutely crazy. And to see what, like, four dudes from the UK that we've never known, like, uh, how mm. close we've become just yep. for this. It's cool. Yeah. Awesome. I would have to say Mixed Company. I said them last time. They're a small band out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. They're heavy a lot heavier than us but they're they're really good and they got yeah they're really cool people they're really good i'm a man of few words man of few words lots of hair (laughs) yeah you guys ever heard of the story so far they're really good (laughs) (laughs) you guys know state champs yeah (laughs) they're really good oh shit dude i've never heard of them (laughs) all right beer of the week come on ty yeah oh so i said it last time um not really from around this area no it's gotta be from around out an hour away, you know, whatever, man. Okay, like, an Wisconsin hour area. Was, dude, maybe two. Uh, Spotted Cow 
Uh, really good, really good beer. Um, highly recommend. Um, other than that, you know, you got to stay on uh, Summer Shandy. Oof. Uh, and uh, Miller High Life. Oh, uh, or another top two. But yeah, Spotted Cow, definitely. Um, if you're ever around Wisconsin or in that area. Um, when we go on tour together, we'll, yes, we'll get you. Yeah, and we will. And we will. Yeah. Even if it's a virtual tour. Okay? Good stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cow emojis or some shit. We can UPS ground it. <laughs> yeah. UPS <laughs> ground it. Sure, Amazon's got two day, right? Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, dude. All right. Yeah. Any other beers or are we going right, Spotted right, Cow right. final answer? I would have to go with Modelo Especial. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're the fancy one. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it cracks, you know, two of them. <laughs> it cracks, bro. Dude, two is the the perfect number for beers. It really you, is. You smash two Modellos in like a 10 minute window. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. That you'll be, You'll be bringing world peace. Yeah, dude, you'll be chilling. World you'll peace. be like yeah. one yeah. below a Bob Marley concert. Like, <laughs> don't talk to me until I have my Dello. Bro. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's like morning club. Only one Dello in. You gotta give me another yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, I'm not vibing yet. Yeah. <laughs> Any other beers? No, no, no. I, I was a whiskey that. guy. Yeah, I like Jack Apple. Is that a beer? <laughs> yes. Just sip that. <laughs> Sometimes I like to pour it in a beer can and drink it. Sometimes I like to pour it into a deaf beer can. <laughs> there you go. I like to pretend I'm drinking deaf. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I will I'll leave you to your band practice. I know you got a lot of work to do. 2021 is going to be a big year for you. So um, definitely appreciate you stay insane through all these uh technological issues that we've had yeah, thanks, thanks for having us yeah thanks yeah. for not giving up on us we yeah. appreciate it <laughs> yeah man i i don't know what has been going on um i understood like when we tried skype that usually doesn't work quite as well as this this app's usually been consistent so i'm glad we did it we have yeah. you know all the good files uh everything's going to sound great i can actually master it now too with the audio files so uh, this will be clean cut, way better than last time. So thank you again for coming on. Yeah, um, really yeah. appreciate it. And I can't wait until touring starts again because hopefully we can make our way out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chicago. Yeah. Too. Well, hit us, well, I'm going to send you uh, our new track and video after this so you can check it out, man. Oh, dude, I that's one of, been one of the biggest benefits of doing this podcast. We've had friends share that stuff over before it's released and we're just like, Dude, this is going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want to, yeah, I, I would really appreciate that. So, yeah, dude, we'll yeah. do. Yeah, well, thank you again for having us. Yeah, bro. man, thank appreciate you. Yeah, of course, man. All right, dude. All right, guys. Well, uh, enjoy your new year, and, yeah, hopefully I'll see you in 2021. Yeah, yes, sir. Hell yeah. Merry holiday. Christmas. All right, man. Yeah, Merry Christmas, dude. <laughs> All right,
never felt this way. And I know.